So there was a, a fan question that was very curiously left out of the topics we're talking about. Okay. Which one? It was about Will Panda and his hair. My hair. That's yeah. a very interesting question. What what I happened? Mean, very interesting so, topic. I mean Someone left a comment said Will Panda discovered gel. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Tell Actually, us the story. I, what happened? Well, I went in the woods and I found a big jar and I took it home and I opened it and it was gel inside. So I thought, what do I do with that? I just put it in my hair and that's the story. I mean, just like, it's it's a whole transformation. I mean, I lost like 25 kilos so far doing my hair, everything. Yeah, what's next? Ripped. I mean, I'm going to be checked uh, by next MCC. Okay. And I'm going to do some modeling. Yeah, you're, you're trying to go solo, right? Yeah. You're planning to go solo. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also taking uh, singing lessons. Uh because I'm jealous of, of Ricardo's singing voice, honestly. <laughs> I'm jealous of his booby voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, with this very stupid topic, let's start the show. Magical Crypto. Magical Crypto. Magical Crypto. The best thing to do is simply to huddle. What's a young pony to do in a sea of shady ICOs? Alliance Courage can light up. Even the darkness of shadows Unlike the corporate suits The whale panda is wise A chicken dreams about the moon While soaring in the skies As Bitcoin sees new all-time highs All around me I see big blockheads Magical crypto The best thing to do is simply to huddle Okay, we're still here with me, Will Panda, wearing the same shirt for the third time. Um, Ricardo Spani still looks like he's locked somewhere in a very scary place. Um, the only thing missing is like bars in the back and you look like you're in prison. Um, Charlie Lee, did you rearrange something in the back there for no, fans to discover? No. <laughs> and Sam somehow. Um, Still representing Canada, apparently. I just noticed. Yeah, and our money exchange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and R Ricardo has a, has a message for us from our sponsor. From our sponsor. <laughs> wait, wait. Is it the same sponsor? Who knows? If you want to sponsor us, you can outbid a bitsy. I was just thinking we could have other sponsorship slots too. Like, I'll wear your hat, or you can be on Will Panda's green screen. What what am I drinking? I mean, Coca Cola. Well, wait, no, no, no. We all have drinks. That's like four more yes. sponsorship <laughs> slots. Absolutely, you can be like, I'm drinking mug and bean, bubbly, <laughs> sparkling water. Nice. My phone sponsored by Samsung. <laughs> by Samsung. Wait, Samsung or Samsung? Samsung, Samsung. Why does Samsung buys you a phone? He's never bought me anything. Oh, I, I bought you a hamburger once. Okay. I don't remember that. I remember that. <laughs> All right. Should I, should I do the sponsor thing? Movie voice? Yes. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, 
unsurprisingly, Bitsy. Bitsy is a Dubai-based multi-currency exchange. They support spot trading and futures 2.0 with up to 100x leverage and multiple fiat on and off ramps. Bitsy is the only exchange that can upgrade and scale to any number of users with no performance impact and zero downtime. That means when the next bull run comes, you don't need to worry about system overloads anymore. This month, Bitsy began offering Litecoin spot and futures trading. The next launch is going to be Bitsy's integration of Liquid Tether. Visit them at BT. Just in case you guys are wondering, Bitsy bought a pack of 10 ads. <laughs> great. <laughs> Fantastic. It's great that you're doing it in that voice, because otherwise it, it's not fun. And seems it's like we're just, so serious, yeah. It becomes like we're just selling, selling ourselves for, for money. <laughs> so the fact oh, that you did, you're doing it with that, well, the fact that you're doing it with that voice makes it like actually okay and, and, and just like uh for transparency reasons the only reason we're using the money for the animation and for the video editing and for food <laughs> and for your house and groceries 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 and for will panda's gel wait you're not paying me back for this camera that i bought no will panda needs gel yeah that's that's a funny topic yeah whoa okay nice so, uh, okay, then we're skipping first the Blockstream topic because no one cares about that. Uh, <laughs> no, everyone cares about it. <laughs> okay, so um, Blockstream announced a mining pool and a mining operation, uh, and it's using Betterhash. So, um, Samson, can you tell us a bit about the mining pool, mining operation, and how Betterhash helps with decentralization? Yeah, so... A month ago, we launched, uh, we announced Blockstream Mining and Blockstream Pool. So these are some initiatives we started back in 2017 after I joined. So I talked to Adam and I convinced him we need to start doing something for revenue generation. And I think Liquid is going to take time to boot up. It's going to take time to build up network, network effects. So why don't we get into mining? So we started buying some mining equipment and we did some self-mining. And then we slowly scaled up the facility. Um, to now 300 megawatts, and we've been hosting for some pretty big customers. So we have Reed Hoffman, he's a co-founder of LinkedIn, also a Blockstream board member, uh, and we have the F Fidelity Center for Applied Technology, Fidelity FCAT, as another customer. Um, and yeah, so back then, if you remember, in 2017, there was a massive rush for power in uh, Quebec when all the Chinese miners went to try to get power. But actually, I went in ahead of them and I grabbed it earlier so you grabbed all the power oh i grabbed a chunk of power so um and how is it uh how is Betterhash helping with the uh, more making bitcoin more decentralized or bitcoin mining right so the other side of um, the whole mining thing is the new pool that we have the blockstream pool and that is built on top of Betterhash. we've been testing it on we've been testing the pool for about a year and uh, Betterhash has been in testing for, I don't know, four or five months. But yeah, the, the point of doing that is because I saw that no one was really adopting Betterhash. So I thought maybe we should build our own pool. And I think it's the way to go to kind of get people seeing that this thing is coming. And uh, now we have Stratum V2. But before Stratum V2 was announced, there was really little traction on Betterhash. But how Betterhash helps is that it allows people to select their own transactions and build their own block templates. So that minimizes the risk of a mining pool censoring transaction. 
transactions or uh, signaling a version bit for something like Segwit2x. So you can run your own node at home. You can host your miners in a facility or, you know, if, if you can have your own miners in your own facility and then run a Betahash node and connect to our pool and then it's just more decentralized overall. So I think the, the saying is it doesn't matter if there's only one mining pool if it was a Betahash pool because it, it's only controlling the payouts. It's not controlling transaction selection. One of the things is as a miner, you have to run a node, right? Yes. Which yes. is um, hard for a lot of miners. Or not hard, but like annoying. So. Yes. So uh, some miners maybe don't want to run it. So that way we're letting them connect to our better hash node over Stratum. But uh, yeah, you might say that doesn't help. But I mean, at least the option is there. You can't expect yep. everyone's suddenly going to care and, and run their own node. But at least this is a step in the right direction. So to the most important question is, when are you guys going to 51% attack BCH? <laughs> or BSV. That's Whale Panda's comment, right? Yeah. I think that's what every, that's what everyone cares about. A lot of people message me too. Like some people from China said, are you guys going to attack BSV? I'm like, no, it's a waste of electricity. Well, the, the idea is you short uh, B, BCH first and then you attack. So you always yeah. make money. But the, the seriously, like it's not all of our hash rate. We only have a, we have a sub 1% chunk of our own hash rate. And we're not going to... Well, one, we're not going to waste electricity, and we're not going to use hosted hash rate, of course. The the really interesting thing is how are the how is the Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin BSV community um, thinking about this? Because their whole like thing is that Blockstream is evil, and it's Bilderberg, it's AXA, it wants to kill the real Bitcoin and wants to push seg Bitcoin SegWit, right? So if that's the case, then Blockstream should 51% or will 51% attack BCH and BSV. But if they don't, that means their whole narrative is wrong. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> for them to figure out what's their new narrative now. Maybe they should change to proof of stake. I, I don't think they're going to change to proof of stake. <laughs> Why not? That's Satoshi's vision. They wouldn't even, cha they, they wouldn't even change away from, from SHA-256, so... Uh, we'll see. I don't really care what those guys write about these days. It's really boring. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny if you go go to go to Reddit. <laughs> no thanks. Okay. Um, the next topic then. So Ripple is getting sued, um, and one of us read the the post. I don't. I didn't read the article. So uh, I read it. R R Ripple is getting sued um, because it was an unregistered. Uh, Security? They're saying it's an unregistered security, and because it is a security, uh, they Ripple, the company, is responsible for you know everything, the price drop, and you know all that goodness. Wait, it's a security? That's what they're saying. I think there's documentation from the SEC also saying that it's uh, it is a security. Wait, someone back me up on that. Really? I don't. I didn't. I didn't know that. Well. Anyway, of course, it's the the company's fault that the price is is dropping because they keep dumping their uh, Ripple tokens, their Ripple their XRP on everyone. So of course, the price price is dropping because they're dumping. Yeah. So the SEC published some guidance, and apparently, it looks like uh, Ripple may fail the well, fail or pass the Howey test. Pass. Pass. Fail. Fail. 
fail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that's pretty big news if that's the case, actually. I mean, it's not, it's not a surprise, really. It's the most centralized coin there is. And they have, like, a huge reserves. And, like, a certain amount frees up every quarter or every month. And they just dump it on the market to fund the Ripple. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not marketing. surprising to to us that it's a security, but it's, it's going to be surprising to the market if, the, if it's considered a security. Okay. Enough attention. Like, we paid enough attention to Ripple. Okay. Um, there was a, a thread by uh, Eric um, that he was trying to sync uh, Ethereum nodes. He had some issues with syncing Ethereum nodes. Uh, I think Ricardo yeah. read about that. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. So he... Um, his attempt uses a 2019 um, MacBook Pro, which has like a PCIe flash, one of the fastest disks. Um, if not, no, in fact, the fastest disk you're going to get in a laptop um, uh, without going and yeah. doing something crazy. Um, the it, it's an incredibly fast disk. It's got 32 gigs of RAM. Um, there's no re- there's there should be no bottleneck on this thing. And, uh, he's using, I mean, he's just trying to sync it without using the, um, the, whatever the, what's that thing that they call the fast sync or, you know, the not entirely a full sync thing. And he's using parody, not geth. Um, and he's sitting, I think on day five right now. Um, it did the first sort of 50% ish quite quickly. Like, uh, first 50% was something crazy, like 48 hours. And since then, um, it's done another 12% or so, um, in three days. Um, his current estimate on how long it's going to take is, in total, is two weeks, uh, assuming it doesn't slow down even more. He's also had weird memory usage issues where, like, you know, there's, it, he's allocated 16 gigs to it or 10 gigs or whatever it was. Um, and it like drops down to like 16 megs of memory usage and like stalls and then suddenly picks up again. Um, it's, it goes past the, the, uh, limit that he's, um, that he's passed on the command line to what it should restrict the cache size to, which was 16 gigs. Um, it's just, it seems to be, I don't know if it's just badly written or whatever it is, but like one of the big focuses, and I've, I've seen this not only with Bitcoin, but with Monero as well is um when you're syncing up you should be bottlenecking on something you know the the whatever it is should be like completely maxed out um in in this case uh, you like you know 16 gigs of ram is plenty for syncing and it should be bottlenecking probably on disk um or at least on uh, his internet speed um something there should be some throughput that is just totally maxed out and it's not doing that so I think that that's, it could be that the stuff's just badly written or that due to the design of Ethereum, there's just like so many state changes it needs to, um, uh, deal with now that it, he's hit sort of 2017 in the, in the sink. Um, either way, it's, you know, the fact that you, that you're going to take several weeks to sync up on, um, a 2019 MacBook Pro with 32 gigs of RAM and a hundred megasecond internet connection is just nuts. So, if you want to use Ethereum, which you shouldn't, you should use Infura. Yeah, use a centralized backend because everyone else is doing it. Guys, stop advertising stuff without sponsorship <laughs> money. <laughs> Infura, if you want to sponsor, please co- contact us. I will do the movie voice for you. 
Infura, the centralized backend for the decentralized wannabe. I have a feeling they're not going to sponsor us. Just and a why? slight feeling. Oh, we yeah. talk about Infura all the time, though. <laughs> it's such a great company. I mean, without that... There'd be no DeFi. You mean CeFi? Dare to DeFi. <laughs> you can't spell DeFi without in- Infura. Infura. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move on to the, the, the questions of our fans. Um, so, uh, interesting question, actually. How, how do you guys secure your Bitcoin? With a hardware wallet? If yes, which one you prefer? Paper wallet, cold storage, multi-sig scheme, or uh, other? Which solution do you recommend? Well, none of us have any Bitcoin, so... Yeah, why, why would you ask us that? Paper wallets yeah. work really well on boats. I'm just saying. <laughs> None of us have Bitcoin, so we can't say we can't really tell you. Brain wallets, brain wallets work best on boats. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What? What? Um, except yes. for that video where you see like Ricardo like hitting his head on on the boat. Yeah, amnesia, <laughs> short term amnesia, guys. That it's could it's be a real thing. To your brain wallet, but so so they're forced to hold. <laughs> okay, on on a serious note. Um, who wants well, to on a serious note, I, I would use Blockstream Green. Huh. Really? That's for, for yeah. long-term storage. Why? Well, you could. You could. Stop I mean, selling your own products. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so wait, hold on. Let's separate this out. Okay, so hot wallets <laughs> and cold wallets. So cold wallets, um, Sam, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jamison Lock did like a really good test of... Uh, physical cold wallet solutions, all the little different metal things. And what his test really boiled down to was the thing that's going to survive the best in the event of fire, water, whatever, um, is basically a metal plate with um, little engraving things that you hammer into the metal plate. Um, and you can honestly make those yourself. You can get a, a, a stamping set off um, eBay for like next to nothing. And you just got to make sure that you hammer it like pretty deeply into the, the metal plate. There are also solutions like metal plate solutions you can buy online. Um, and then one step below that is Bullfoddle, um, and similar solutions where you have like a metal piece with two little, um, or several slots in it. And you get like little pieces of metal that you slide in there to form the words. Um, that did pretty well as, uh, as well, but under extremely harsh, um, conditions, the metal plate's gonna, you know, warp a bit, but ultimately, still be you'll still be able to read your stuff. No, no, no. I, I looked at the test. Like that's like when he's like dropping a, he's dropping like a rock on it, and it bends it, and then the letters can fall out. But I mean, yeah. That's... But in, in in fairness, I mean, like if you if you're in like a tornado zone and your house gets nailed, like stuff like that can actually happen. So I think it's don't, I think don't it's, live in a tornado zone. I mean, that's like I tell that Darwin to people in awards. America. Yeah, well, they're idiots. But uh, <laughs> but I think I think it's um I, sure you know we can argue about whether the tests were were representative of real life or not, and Bullfoddle is probably good enough for for the most part. But I think um it's the stamping st- stamping set's probably significantly cheaper. It is significantly cheaper. Um and uh, if people want to save some bucks and get a solid, robust, reliable solution, why not just do that? So, but that's kind of like the the backup, though, right? Like, yeah. So you would still use yeah. Trezor or Ledger, yeah, with a your twenty four words backed up to like Bill Water or something like that, yeah. And also, 
in also protected with a passphrase. Yeah. So there's there's two factor, right? There's the yeah. physical part and also the the brain what you yeah. remember part. And do you use multisig or not? Um, I so I've I found multisigs not particularly useful for the most part for me. Um, if you're using a hardware wallet. Like, what are the chances of my computer being compromised and my hardware wallet being compromised if I've taken some precautions like only buy the hardware wallet from a manufacturer directly or from an authorized distributor, don't let it go through the post, go and physically collect it. Uh, Ledger have um, are often at uh, conferences and you can go up to the Ledger booth and buy a Ledger from them directly. Like, you know, this is your money. Why, why take shortcuts? Well, one special note is that Ledger was not at MCC. So we should stop endorsing them. Wait, wait. Trezor wasn't either. The guys from Trezor were like from Slushpool. It's like the same company, like different company, but same. Oh, it's different company. <laughs> <laughs> Another option is to use something like Casa, right? Their multi-sig solution yeah. where they have multiple Trezor and ledgers. That that works pretty well if you, um, well, for people it, who, it, who have a lot of money but don't aren't very technical. Right, and and that's important. Like, it, it depends on how much money you're trying to protect, basically, because it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to, to do it for a couple of, maybe for like a couple thousand, even doesn't make much sense. Yeah, we're talking about like tens or hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars yeah. that you would use something like that. Well, anyways, hypothetically, if I had Bitcoin, I would use a multi-sig arrangement to secure it, and then you're not dependent on on any one hardware wallet manufacturer. Next question. Uh, I love the show. Do you guys think Lightning or Layered Solutions will ever provide a sufficient level of privacy that Bitcoin could be considered more than simply uh, pseudonymous? Um, or is Monero uh, the Layered Solution already? Yeah, so I, I have quite a strong opinion on this. I think that um, uh, once once Lightning becomes more commonplace, um, and uh, they start to add additional privacy things uh, to Lightning. You know, a lot of the research already exists. Um, then I think that Lightning will provide comparable levels of privacy. The concern, of course, is when you when you settle. Um, you've at some point you you're going to close the channel, and then a a passive observer will be able to see your balance going down and other balances going up um, in that event, and uh, that's obviously you know not great. As long as you you have like long running channels with well peered um, uh, lightning routers, I don't think it's there's going to be enough information that an attacker can gather um, when those channels eventually close. You know, I mean, we're talking about potentially thousands or tens of thousands of payments uh, by the time those channels close. So I I consider that very low risk. Of course, that's also solvable um, by uh, Bitcoin eventually adop- adopting. Uh, confidential transactions. All of this doesn't knock um, the privacy that uh, things like Monero and uh, Grin um, have, but um, I think that if th- there will be sufficient privacy on Bitcoin eventually for most people, um, and people that want sort of deeper financial privacy will uh, look at other solutions um, like Monero, uh, Grin, and potentially um, Litecoin's mobile sidechain as well. Or Liquid. Oh, liquid. <laughs> so, when are we actually getting sponsored by Blockstream? We're getting sponsored by Bitsy. We're not getting sponsored by Blockstream. 
Uh, Blockstream will sponsor if there's no other sponsors. That doesn't sound go. like a good thing, deal. <laughs> yeah, but I think the key is really having enough liquidity on Lightning and enough usage. If you have that, then I think it's pretty good. You know, you can get paid in, in Bitcoin over Lightning and spend it, and you don't really need to go back down to the base layer. Well, rarely. Now with more uh, more channels being private, you see the thought every day, like someone posting like, oh, look, the total amount of uh, Bitcoins locked in uh, Lightning is going down every day. Ooh, oh, it's it's so the lame. chart starts looking like Zcash, some would say, like I would say that. Uh, <laughs> so um, it, it's just that more people are using private channels, obviously. Maybe, or maybe no one's using Lightning. <laughs> I'm pulling a Roger here. Maybe Lightning is in a romantic relationship with channels. I have no evidence of that, though. Uh, today I learned. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, let's just end it here. Yeah, we're tired. <laughs> Thank you for watching episode. 25? 26. 26. 26. 26. Thank 26. you for watching episode 26. And <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, if you want to sponsor our drinks, if you want to sponsor our microphones, our equipment, our chocolate. I have chocolate here for some reason. Um, just because you're, you're from Belgium. <laughs> of course you have chocolate. Of course I have chocolate. <laughs> yes, but actually this is... My wife left it here for some reason. Um, <laughs> That's horrible offsec. Yeah. Um, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Hey, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.